your Locked On Penguins, your daily podcast on the Pittsburgh Penguins, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, everyone, and welcome to this Friday afternoon episode of the Locked On Penguins podcast. I'm your host, Hunter Hodes. Remember to follow me on Twitter at Hunter Hodes. Follow the show's Twitter, LO underscore Penguins. And thank you for hopefully making this your first listen of your Friday going into yet another weekend. Happy October, everyone. I mean, I've probably seen 1,500 posts on my Twitter today that, wow, you know, it's October, you know, Halloween, spooky season. But, you know, I think the biggest thing here. Everyone, I'm gonna mute my Slack now because I always uh, forget to do that before I go live. Um, we have hockey coming up for the Penguins, regular season hockey at least, in about 11 days, and we have preseason hockey tonight. The Penguins will be in Buffalo to play the Sabres in their second of six preseason games. We're going to go over the lineup for that game tonight and look at some of the line combinations that you probably will see in this game. Also go over some thoughts on, well, actually some listener thoughts on who they're excited to see tonight and some other Penguins news as well. So let's hop on into it here. So the Penguins forwards that will be taking the ice tonight, Drew O'Connor, who has definitely been in the varsity group of practice. Yeah, we're going to go over that today as well, the Penguins' latest training camp practices, because they've been splitting them up into two groups. One is the varsity group, which is basically all your regulars, and then the second group is basically all your AHL and prospect guys. Kasper Borquist, um, he's been a name I'm sure all of you have been hearing about for many years now. I believe what we see, a second-round pick in the 2013-2014 draft, hasn't made the leap yet to the NHL. I'm not really sure he ever is to be honest with you but you know we'll see how he plays tonight he'll start the season then in Wilkesbury Sam Poulin will be in the lineup Michael Chaput Nathan Laguerre Kasperi Kapanen Jonathan Gruden Dominic Simone Anthony Angelo Jordi Bellarvi Radim Zahorna Kyle Olsen and Valtteri Pustinen who is definitely one of the more underrated players that's going to be in the lineup and one of their best prospects um, in the system on defense uh, Matt Barkowski will be making his Penguins debut on the PTO Marcus Pedersen, Will Riley, Nicholas Omari, Taylor Fadoon, Mitch Reinke, and then for the goalies, Casey DeSmith will start. He will play half the game, and then Louis Dominique will play the second half of the game. Now, in terms of line combinations, what you're going to be seeing tonight, uh, Sam Poulin will be on the top line with Redeem Zahorna and Kasperi Kapanen. Again, if you did not listen to one of my episodes this week, this is bang on from Mike Sullivan. You want your top one to top two prospects to play with your best players. Having Poulin play with Kapanen, who is the best skater on the ice tonight. I mean, he was literally skating circles around the Columbus Blue Jackets earlier in the week. He's probably going to do the same thing with Buffalo tonight. I've seen some people say, you know, why is Kapanen playing in the preseason so much? Guys, they're probably just trying to get his conditioning up. It's never really not that big of a deal. You need some of your best players to play in a couple preseason games to make sure that they're fresh to go for the regular season. I mean, are, are Oilers fans complaining that Leon Dreisaitl and Connor McDavid played the other night for the Oilers? Probably not. I mean, you saw the Bruins last night. You know, some of their top guys played as well. I think even for the Capitals, some of their guys played as well. So it's really not that big a deal. deal. Going back to Poulin, though, I do like that he is on the top line. Sullivan is throwing him to the Wolves. Let's see what he can do playing next to the best player on the ice. He's no a player like that, a Poulin or Ligari, who I'm going to get to uh, up next, they're not going to learn anything if you put them with like John Gruden or Anthony Angelo or something like that. It's just that's not gonna work. Second line, Caspier Borquist will be with Drew O'Connor and Nathan Ligari. 
That's going to be, I think, a fascinating line to watch. Um, O'Connor was practicing with the varsity unit these last couple of days. It's He's definitely a player that I think the coaching staff really likes. Um, though the thing with O'Connor is I don't think he's going to be in the opening night lineup because wouldn't you want this guy to develop a bit more? I mean, he came up a bit last year. It was kind of a bit of a surprise to make the team. Played in spurts, but didn't really look that good. I think his on-ice numbers were really bad. His expected goals, Corsi, was sent down to Wilkesbury. Played okay down there. Came back up, played again. Didn't really do that hot. Went back down. I think he needs to be playing in Wilkesbury, in my opinion, to start the season. I just don't know if there's a lot there. And you just you, you got to just develop him a bit more. He's not going to learn anything if you stick him in the press box for the entire season. I mean, what do you want him to be, your 14th forward or something like that? I mean, I don't really think so. Uh, Dominic Simone will play with Valtteri Pustinen and Michael Chaput. That's an intriguing line as well. Simone and Pustinen could be fun together. You know, we, we all know how fast Pustinen is, and he's a good playmaker, but, you know, Simone is a, a pretty crafty player as well, especially, you know, with the puck, with his playmaking ability. So I'm curious to watch that tonight. And then Olsen with Bellevue and Anthony Angelo. John Gruden might be the odd man out tonight with defensively. It sounds like it could be Marcus Pedersen with Will Riley, Almari with Fadun, and then Barkowski with Reinke. Um, Fadun was placed on waivers today by the Penguins. He will still play tonight. It's I don't think he'll be claimed by anyone tomorrow. Remember, everyone, waivers are now at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, not at 12. I don't know why the NHL decided to make that change, but they did. But Fadun was placed on waivers. Um, if he clears, he will be sent down to Wilkes-Barre. As in terms of cuts, you will probably see a few more, I would think, after tomorrow. I know the Penguins announced a few after their first preseason game. I think you'll see them trim the roster down at least a little bit tomorrow or Sunday. Then, especially after their next two preseason games, um, they'll make some more cuts as well. So they'll probably have two to three more rounds of cuts. I know I saw some teams today cut their rosters down to 29 players. I'm not sure the Penguins are going to do that just yet. They probably want to see more of some of these players before they make those decisions. But um, there are definitely going to be some cuts coming um, after this game. That's for sure, at least in my opinion. 7 p.m. Eastern start tonight. You can watch the game on the Penguins website. I think they do a live stream for local um, cable people, but I think I was able to watch the game, and I'm not local to the I'm not in the Pittsburgh area. So um, I think if you just go on the website anywhere in the United States, you should be able to watch a stream of the game, or you can listen to it on the radio with Josh Getzoff and Phil Bork. So wanted to pass that information on to you all. And again, my stance on the preseason has always been this. I don't really care about the results of the games because most of your high-end players are not going to be playing. I mean, the players that I just listed off, most of these guys are not going to be in the lineup full-time this year. It's a lot of Wilkes-Barre players. Mike Sullivan's trying to get a read on some of them and see how far along they are in their development and you know if they could be close to potentially joining the Penguins at some point. You know, Matt Barkowski's a little bit different because he's on a PTO, but you know, Casey DeSmith. This is his first game since coming back from the injury. Let's see how he does. Louis Dominique, this will be his first game action with the Penguins. But the objective of the preseason is to see where your young players are at. I will never care about the results of preseason games as long as the young players are playing well and that they're showing something that they could potentially contribute in the future. So I have my eyes on a few t uh, tonight. 
Definitely on Poulin and Legary. I want to see how Valtteri Pustinen plays. I'm going to try to live tweet this as much as I can. I'll be doing a little bit of work for Saturday Tradition tonight for the Big Ten. But I'll try to live tweet as much as I can on both the Locked on Penguins Twitter account and on my Twitter account at Hunter Hodes. I definitely have my eye on Bjorkwist as well. It seems like he's just been... And the minors his whole career, you know, and for someone who was picked pretty high in the draft, when I'm pretty sure, was that during the end of the Ray Shiro era, or was that the first draft of the Jim Rutherford era? I think it was, oh wow, I was actually way off. So second round in the 2016 draft. For some reason, I thought it was 2013 or 2014. I may, I may be thinking of something else, someone else, excuse me, but um, for someone who was such a high pick at that time, it's now been five years since he was drafted. Not sure when he's going to make the leap yet, but he is definitely someone that I am keeping an eye on tonight. I want to see how Barkowski plays. Plays. Again, I don't think he's going to make the team, but it'll be curious to see how he goes. And obviously, you know, I want to see how Casey DeSmith looks in his first game action since coming back. I don't really need to see a whole lot from Kasperi Cap, and we saw him knife through guys like it was nothing um, on Monday night against the Blue Jackets. And then Radim Zahorna, can he win a job out of camp? I'm looking for that tonight as well. And True North Pens fam agrees, uh, tweeting out the Locked On Penguins Twitter account. He says, I am looking forward to seeing what Casper Broerquist looks like as camp progresses. I am also intrigued by his potential. Also, O'Connor, Angelo, and Simone. Despite a shallow prospect pool, there are some tough decisions ahead. Looking forward to seeing that drive to make the team. Yeah, 100% man. I mean, Simone, I definitely think he gets on there. I mean, the coaching staff really likes him. Sid loves playing with him. Uh, his playmaking, it looks like, has been really good in training camp. I think he'll get on. Jarrell Connor, I'm still not sure yet. If it were up to me, as I just said, I would start him in Wilkesbury. Anthony Angelo, I would start him in Wilkesbury as well. He'll kind of be like that Mark Donk kind of call-up, if you will. Um, Nick Gilbert, the GOAT, says, you know, I'm still wondering why Campin is playing so much in the preseason. Again, man, they're just trying to get his reps up a little bit. I'm sure he's probably going to have off the next two preseason games, and they'll put, you know, Jake Ensel or Brian Rust in for a game or two. So that, that's probably how the rotation is going to go. You got to get your good players in at least for one or two of those games. You know, it's kind of like the NFL, right? I mean, you know, for the Steelers, for example, Ben Roethlisberger in the offense, they played that dress rehearsal game, one of the four preseason games. Obviously for the NHL, they have six preseason games. So you probably want to see them in two as like a little bit of a dress rehearsal. So that's how I'm comparing it right now. All the other games they can just take off. Come to the ring, sit in the press box, yada, yada, yada. So those are my thoughts on that. Coming up in the next segment, we're going to touch on the practice groups for the Penguins at training camp and why, again, there's definitely that varsity to junior varsity feel and why I'm definitely a, a little disappointed in a couple players being left off the varsity group. Now, with that said, fantasy hockey season is fast approaching. My draft, one of my drafts is actually tonight, and I'm going to give you the inside track on the absolute best fantasy hockey program in the industry. It is Fanthrax. Fanthrax's free NHL Fantasy Hockey League Manager is the most customizable, easy-to-use, and feature-rich platform in the industry. This is where I host all of my fantasy leagues, and as a commissioner of some, I can tell you I'm never leaving Fantrax. You can sign up for free today, and as a special offer for Locked On Penguins fans, you'll be entered to win an official NHL-signed Nathan McKinnon jersey. You can go to Fantrax.com slash LockedOn and sign up today. It's the top dynasty fantasy hockey platform in the industry. Here's a question you could consider. Have you been hosting your season-long leagues on another platform? That's no problem because Fantrax can import 
any of your current leagues for free and customize if needed. It's the most customizable platform in the industry, offering the greatest fantasy experience for your dynasty, keeper, redraft, and best ball leagues. If you've had leagues on Yahoo or ESPN, you can migrate to Fantrax for a better experience. Remember, go to Fantrax.com and sign up today and you'll be entered to win an official NHL signed Nathan McKinnon jersey. That's Fantrax.com slash LockedOn. Fantrax, the home of fantasy sports. All right, welcome back to this episode of the Locked On Penguins podcast. I'm your host, Hunter Hodes. Remember to follow me on Twitter at Hunter Hodes. Follow this show's Twitter at LO underscore Penguins. So if I can go find these tweets here, uh, before I do that, I, I want to say we do have a special guest joining the podcast next week. We will have Danny Shirey or Shirey Irving of the Pens blog on Wednesday evening for a really special episode. I've not had Danny on the show in quite some time. I'm really looking forward to it to see how he feels about the team going into this season. You know, obviously we'll talk some Yuso Ricola stuff because he is very high on him and so much more. So look for that next Wednesday. So let's get to uh, Team 1 and Team 2 for the practices yesterday. So on Team 1, again, this is the varsity group. Casey DeSmith, Chad Weedle, Mike Matheson, John Marino, Brian Dumoulin, Evan Rodriguez, Drew O'Connor, Brian Boyle, Jason Zucker, Brian Ross, Brock McGinn, Marcus Pedersen, Tristan Jari, Kasperi Kampanen, Danton Heinen, Dominic Simone, Jeff Carter, Jake Gensel, Chris Letang, Anthony Angelo, Teddy Bluger, Mark Freeman, and Yusuf Ricola. Um, obviously, there are a couple players missing from that list, namely P.O. Joseph. Um, I think that says to me that he may not be ready uh, to the coaching staff. It's definitely a bit weird that he would not be in Team 1, yet someone like Mark Friedman is over there. I, it just doesn't really make too much sense to me. Taylor Fadoon, Sam Lafferty, Catherine Brockwist, Sam Poulin, Reinke, uh, Michael Chaput, Matt Barkowski, Philip Lindbergh, Cam Lee, Nathan Legary, Philip Hollander, Will Riley, John Gruden, Felix Robert, Jordy Bellarby, Rodim Zahorna, Louis Dominique, P.O. Joseph, Valtteri Pustinit, and Nicholas Almari. So, all most of those players are going to be reassigned to Wilkes-Barre in some sort of fashion in the next week or two. But it, again, it is very odd that P.O. Joseph is not practicing with Team 1. He is NHL-ready. Put him over with the varsity, guys. I, I'm just I'm kind of sick and tired of seeing them just mistreat him, I guess. You know, Poulin and Legary, I think they should be over there as well. None of these other players, I mean, Redeem Zahorna, I guess he should be over there too, but the fact that he is in Team 2 says to me that they might be rolling with uh, Boyle and O'Connor going into the season with Evan Rodriguez potentially um, at center as well if they want to put him there rather than Redeem Zahorna. I disagree with that. I would rather have Zahorna in as one of your four centers than Drew O'Connor because he just didn't show anything last year, and I think he needs to develop a bit more in Wilkes-Barre. And the fact that Brian Boyle is practicing with Team 1, I've been saying it all week. Josh has always been saying the same thing on The, on the Athletic, and I saw some of the other people have been saying this as well. He is going to make the team and be playing for at least a week in the opening night roster. Now, when Sid comes back, we'll see, right? When Gino comes back... That, that's probably when he'll be out of the lineup for the rest of the season, unless, you know, there's a lot of injuries and, you know, in typical Penguins fashion, that's probably going to be the case in some capacity, right? But he'll definitely be in the lineup to start the season for the first week until Sid is ready to come back. Anthony Angelo being on Team 1 in, in, over Redeem Zahorna as well, definitely a bit weird. I don't really think Anthony Angelo is that special. I mean, he doesn't really do uh, much for me. He's just a typical... I guess mediocre bottom six forward, but you know he's all still young enough where he could develop a little bit more. The Penguins are really not t- 
tipping their hand on that number six spot between Mark Freeman and Chad Weedle. Both of them are practicing on Team 1, which shows that they will be on the opening night at roster, as is Yusso Rikula. You know, that's a player that I know a lot of people have been itching to see in camp because they want to see him get more playing time this season. Trust me, I think Rikula is a fine player. He's definitely serviceable in this league. I would not have him, though, over someone like POJ on my depth chart. I can understand why others would just because of his... Um, decently strong underlying numbers when he's in the lineup, but the fact of the matter is Mike Sullivan has never used him for reasons that I even don't understand. If I had inside info, I would give it to you all, but I don't. For whatever reason, he doesn't use him. I guess maybe it's just because um, he prefers Mike Matheson. But again, for whatever reason, he's always in the press box. I don't really expect that to change this year. I mean, he was on the inside track to potentially get a spot last year till he got hurt a little bit during the early portions of the season, and that set him back just because Matheson started to play well, or better, excuse me, as the season went on. Pedersen was being steady as well. Then, obviously, you're not taking out Brian Dumoulin either. So, the left side of the defensive corps is just so freaking loaded, it's not even funny. But still, there are definitely some choices that I wish Mike Sullivan would reconsider. We'll have to see after they make some roster cuts, either after this game or after a couple games next week, you know, if POJ is still on the team, which I think he will be all the way up until the final round of cuts, where will he be practicing when the roster is, say, you know, down to 29 to 30 players, right? You know, I'll be curious to see what pairing he will be on. You know, will he be with one of the top six guys? I don't know. It seems a little unlikely at this point since he's practicing with all the prospects. Um, With regards to POJ, I I talked about this on... The episode with uh, Josh Getzoff, if you're not going to play him, just send him down to the AHL where he can continue to get reps. I also talked about this when I went on Doug Lackey's show, The Forechecking TV. It makes no sense to bring him up and then sit him in the press box all season. Just because, Then you're just wasting a prime season for him. I mean, you know, the team did something interesting with Daniel Sprong when they did a nine-game tryout. They saw that it probably wasn't going to work because he wasn't ready. They sent him down. I don't. The league is not, they don't have that kind of nine-game stint anymore. I mean, he also has already played in the NHL, so that's ruled out already. You can't have like a nine-game thing where you burn a year of your ELC. But the fact of the matter is, if you're not going to play him, just have him eat top pairing minutes in Wilkesbury, and when there's inevitably an injury for this team, you can bring him up and have him play in the NHL. I think that's probably the most likely action that you're going to see right now with regards to POJ, but we'll have to see. I think the same thing could be said about Legare and Poulin. I, I know I've probably said Legare or Legare um, both times in this episode. I'm a complete buffoon. It's Legare, so I need to just train myself to keep saying it like that. But that wraps up my thoughts on the practice groups. We'll probably see some more similar stuff next week at training camp after this game against Buffalo. So we'll have to see if Mike Sullivan considers switching up a couple of things heading into practice. Coming up in the next segment, I'm going to go over uh, TNT's first broadcast last night. And it was a lot different than NBC's, that's for sure, in a good way. And I'll also tell you about um, where you can watch Penguins games out of market this year in case you all are not aware and why I'm actually going to be pleading for you all to get ESPN plus. So first off, BetOnline is back and better than ever. All eyes are on the gridirons. Teams are back for another football season. BetOnline is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season with a new updated site and interface. There's even more odds, props, and contests. BetOnline continues to be the number one source for everything football. You can head to the website or use a mobile device to sign up today to receive your 50% off welcome bonus on your first deposit. Don't forget to use our promo code LOCKEDON to receive your bonus from football. 
basketball, boxing, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for this season that has been online. Your online sportsbook experts with the promo code locked on. We also can't forget about everyone's favorite delicious bar, which is the Bill Bar. There's always something for everyone with these flavors that I'll say now with mint brownie, raspberry, double chocolate, salted caramel, strawberry, orange cookies and cream, which is my favorite German chocolate. There's even more than that that I didn't even name. If you haven't tried all these flavors, you can get a mixed box and you'll get two of each of the nine flavors. Most of them have 17 to 18 grams of protein. They are all healthy. Calories range from 130 to 180. Only 4 to 5 grams of sugar and only 4 to 5 grams of nut carbs. Amazing flavors, all tasty and all healthy. You can go to built.com and use promo code LOCKED15 and you'll get 15% off your order. That's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at built.com. Alright, welcome back to this episode of the Locked On Penguins Podcast. I'm your host, Hunter Hodes. Remember to follow me on Twitter at Hunter Hodes. Follow the show's Twitter at LO underscore Penguins. So TNT had their first official broadcast last night, and honestly, it was pretty freaking good. I mean, the intro video blew NBC away. There obviously is going to be some growing pains. I mean, you have the the camera was a little off-center in their first intermission thing. I'm sure they'll get that cleaned up. You know, Mary Clark wrote this great article uh, for, for the win, part of the USA Today Network. Um, the score, bu- the score bug was beautiful. I thought it was pretty clean, not basically taking up the full screen. It, it, it's, it's small, which is what you need. You don't need a full thing across the screen like NBC used to do. Um, the on-screen graphics look really nice, especially when, uh, they pandered to, you know, Keith Jones inside the glass, you know, when they were talking about Patrice Bergeron with how many games he's played with goals and assists, it looked good there. Um, Rick Tockett was able to kind of, I guess, channel his inner Charles Barkley, gets up from the desk, um, and then imitates what he would do if if he was cross-checked in front of the net, which is basically put his foot up and do someone's nuts. Uh, It was just awesome to see that there is more funny stuff on there than we got in the 15 years um, of NBC. Okay, I probably said that though. There was more funny stuff in their first broadcast in their first season last night than what we got in the 15 prior years of NBC. Okay, I think I got that right. It was just pretty crazy, and it's almost like, wow, TNT actually knows what they're doing because, you know, they broadcast the NBA as part of their package with them. Turner Sports also does the baseball playoff games. They know how to market their sports, especially to a younger audience. It was awesome to see Talkit and Liam McHugh fooling around. And I think Talkit after last night, I was definitely a little bit down on that hiring when I first saw it. He's going to do a good job, I think. You know, it's going to be interesting to see. I think he's also probably not going to be there that long because he'll get... um looks to be an NHL head coach when there inevitably is another opening. But from what I saw last night, I thought his analysis was pretty informative. I'm not a big fan of Anson Carter. I like Liam McHugh. So two thirds of that broadcast was pretty decent. Obviously, you know, people are going to get on Turner Sports because it's Kenny Albert with Eddie Olchek and Keith Jones. I know Keith Jones is not that good. He's kind of a little bit of a Flyers homer. Eddie Olchek just screams into the void. Um, Though that said, I do like Kenny Albert. I have always thought that he's an underrated play-by-play voice. I thought he sounded pretty good last night, all things considered. And again, you know, their intermission show in their first ever broadcast was more fun than any in the 15 years that NBC did. That is embarrassing, and that just goes to show how stale NBC got as the leading 
NHL TV rights station for the United States. Heck, they even have their own rules analyst, uh, Dan Koharski, a former NHL referee, just like the NFL does on their broadcast, especially with CBS. They have, um, uh, I'm like blanking on his name right now. I know for Fox, they have Mike Pereira. Sometimes CBS has Dean Blandino. I'm sure the CBS uh, name will come to me. I just can't think of it right now. There were definitely some problems a little bit with the picture last night. Um, but overall, I really enjoyed it. It was a nice breath of fresh air. The glitches aren't great, but you know they have time to work off those kinks. Um, it was really nice to see Rick talking in the studio, being funny with Liam McHugh. That is how you market to a younger audience. And I'm really excited to see what else TNT can do this season when they get those bugs fixed. Now, getting to the next thing I wanted to discuss for this last segment, um, ESPN, well, I think The Athletic ran an article on the ESPN package for what you're going to see um, this season. So ESPN Plus is going to host 75 exclusive national TV games there. They will also be available to Hulu subscribers. So for those games, I don't have to pay a dime because I'm just going to use my girlfriends. Um, there, There is a bundle where you can buy Hulu, Disney Plus, and ESPN Plus, I'm pretty sure for $18 a month. If you don't have any subscriptions to any of those, I would very much have you get the bundle because you not only can watch your favorite shows on Disney Plus, all the Star Wars and Marvel stuff, you can watch a bunch of stuff on Hulu, especially with sports, and you can watch all the sports on ESPN Plus, not just exclusive to hockey. All these games will be produced by ESPN itself and not simulcast of, you know, the, the regional sports networks. The games on ABC will also be simulcast by ESPN Plus. Um, remember, ESPN Plus is also going to be taking the place of NHL.TV, so that is gone. It is being replaced by ESPN Plus. There will be 1,312 regular season games total. Close to almost 1,100 of those games will be live on ESPN Plus with a subscription. I'm pretty sure an ESPN Plus subscription alone is $60 for the year. So if you don't want to go to one of these streaming sites and watch the game illegally, get a subscription to ESPN Plus where you can watch all of the Penguins games right there. Yes, it's maybe, I think, a little bit of a delay. I'm not really sure how much. I need to actually time how much of a delay ESPN Plus is compared to the streams that you see on Stream East and all that. I actually do want to do that during the season so I can let you all know how, how it is. But um, as of right now, I think ESPN Plus is worth it if you want to watch all your Penguins games on there or if you want to watch hockey in general, not just the Penguins. So I wanted to let you all know about that. And I think that does it for this episode of the Lockdown Penguins podcast. I really appreciate all of you listening to this. We are now counting down the days till the start of the regular season. I'm so glad to be back doing these daily episodes. I'm sorry for not having one yesterday. Just a bunch of things come up. That's my fault. Um, We will have all five next week. That's for dang sure. And let's just get the show on the road already. I'm ready to do my weekly game recaps when this team plays and have a lot of special guests on. So um, I'm ready. I hope you all are. There's going to be a lot of great content coming to the show this season. And I want this show to be the number one Penguins podcast, not just in this country, but around the world for you all to come listen to. And, you know, I know there's a lot of great shows out there. You know, Mad Chad and Eddie do a lot of great Penguin stuff. The Nick and Nick show with Tip of the Iceberg. Around the 412 is incredible. You know, the new show that uh, Taylor Haas has on DK is awesome as well with Jordan and Jenna. So there is no shortage of content to listen to when it comes to the Pittsburgh sports community. I firmly believe that this city has some of the best content creators in the freaking country. But again, 
I want this show to be the number one podcast, not only around the country for this this season, but around the world as well. You know, it's a pretty lofty goal, but I set high standards for myself and I try to bring the best Penguins coverage that I can for you all. So let's just get to the season. We'll be back on Monday. Hope you all have a great weekend and we'll see how the Penguins do tonight. I'll have a full recap for that Monday episode. So I'll talk to you all then. Have a great weekend.